0: Hello and welcome to the More Light Guidelines podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her. And today I am joined by...
1: Hey, I'm Ben, he, him. I'm Candle,
2: they, them.
0: We are not yet rejoined by Goji or Jester, but we will be back with them next episode. Candle and Ben, can you remind me, because it has been such an excruciatingly long time, who you're playing? Um... Ben, do you want to go first?
1: Sure, I'll try. So I'm playing Eamon. He's a greasy, greasy junker, basically a mechanic for Biocore.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Candle, would you like to tell us a bit more about a certain special someone?
2: Yeah, I play the inhuman disaster sensibility Askew, who we have broken.
0: <laughs> we is a strong word. I don't think I was I particularly broken. responsible. I have broken. I have broken done all right, so here's a real brain teaser because none of us have listened to the old episodes in a while. Where did we leave ask you and Damon?
2: Oh, this is a I-, I can answer this one in a dumpster alone. Ah, oh, yes, but alone together.
0: a just... sorry, someone just and I, I am going to leave this in the podcast. I just got a notification that someone followed me on Reddit. What does that even mean?
1: Well, that's I of have creepy. no idea.
2: And that's the thing, because, like, a percentage of all the views that I get on uh, my Carving Bones website are from Reddit. I have never posted a link there.
0: Neither have I. And that's, well, that's me not doing my job, but yeah. <laughs> that's all. Sorry, back to the episode. Yes, you were in a dumpster in an alleyway, hiding from not necessarily the law, but as near as makes no difference.
2: Right, right. And I don't think my input on this matters all that much because Ask You is like as close to dead weight as you can get right now. So, Eamon, this is all your show.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, first things first. Ben, how long does Eamon hide for? I believe that when we left, Sensibility had just started to kind of glow various colours, showing that they weren't quite dead.
1: Right. I think Eamon would wait until, like, at least most of the. Supposed police or authority, whoever it is, have gone away. Okay,
0: so for the actual um, enforcers in the area to leave, you are looking at a good couple of hours, and there is a non-negligible chance that they are going to check this dumpster. But if you want to ride it out, you can. That said, it doesn't sound like anyone is immediately in the alley right now. Let's say it's been about half an hour. The alley is currently quiet, but it sounds like more people are going to be turning up to do what they would call in the official, highly technical jargon, an investigation.
1: Okay, I think I'm going to have have a cheeky
0: peek now. Okay. Um, At this point, most of the morbid viewers who were just kind of watching while they were walking past have left. You reckon that... If you timed it right and waited for something else to cause some kind of distraction or caused one yourself, it would be relatively easy to slip off. It would be harder because, well, it'll be harder if you try to take sensibility with you, but it's doable.
1: Could I just throw a piece? A piece of Askew? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be like, you know, finger Uh, bones.
2: pretty much all of me is just broken and mangled anyway. You can just like detach something and chuck it.
1: I mean, I don't know if I can ask for your permission, because you're, like, in bits, but...
2: Well, it's up to you. I can't give permission, but if that's something Eamon would would do, go for it.
1: I'll throw a bit. Okay. Um, let's see. What do you throw? Something in metal. I want that resonant tone to bounce off the alleyway and, like...
0: You throw one of the powerful magnets that were inside sensibilities, boombox pauldrons. You know, magnets have speakers speakers have magnets in them, don't they? Right, yeah. You throw one of them and it connects to a drain pipe on the other side of the road with a loud clang. And because it's kind of just stuck hanging there, people are you know, distracted checking it out. That was weird. That gives you the perfect opportunity to slip out the side of the dumpster and essentially leg it the other way. Where are you heading...
2: Wait, are you bringing Eskew or?
0: Bits. Bits and pieces. Um, <laughs> how much are you trying to salvage? The most important part is, of course, the bio core, which is still lodged in most of a torso, a head. I think, I think most of the body is still fairly intact. It's just not working.
1: I think like a fireman lift, like over my shoulder as much as possible. Okay, and are you trying to play it off cool or are you just legging it? Oh, I just like it, I think. Maybe, when <laughs> as soon as I jump out, I do a little acting like, whoa, what was that noise? But then I just fucking sprint off and...
2: Okay. Yeah, I have, I have a feeling it would be difficult to play it cool carrying something like S. <laughs> I
1: I did forget about that. I don't know. Um... All right. Um, now, obviously, this is a
0: world where we haven't produced an extant map for the city or for any areas of the city, but... Is there a particular kind of place that you're heading towards, or heading through, or avoiding? What's going through Eamon's mind as they're essentially escaping with the life of someone I hope is their friend?
2: Well.
1: Well. Acquaintance? Business partner? I think (laughs) Eamon has a slight tinge of empathy. I don't know where it comes (laughs) from, but he feels that need to go and really try and fix as much as he can and...
0: That tracks with what we've learned of Eamon so far, I think, is a a self-frustrating desire to help out people that need it. <laughs> okay. So, one thing that the listeners may not be aware of is that Eamon has the background Junker, and as a part of that background, whether or not it's something that Eamon actively visits and maintains, Eamon does have access to essentially a junk site with attached workshop is that where you would be taking ask you now
1: yeah if i can find it i think that's a good place to start yeah yeah it's
0: this is a feature like this is a mechanical feature that you gain from your background is there is a junk site where you are welcome and you have some tools and you know how to get there oh great yeah Okay. Are you trying to avoid any particular like well populated areas? Are you sticking to the rougher bits or trying to chance it through the nicer
1: areas? I think I would look quite suspicious in the nicer areas. So just the semi rough areas where people haven't really asked too many questions.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, we need to come up with a name for the nearby area of the city that your workshop is in. Um, how about then Uh, I don't know. I like the word flotsam and jetsam. How about flots... Jetsam's Cauldron? Could have been founded by someone called Jetsam and now um, Eamon helps run it. I like the name Jetsam, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Jetsam's Cauldron. You're heading towards there. It is essentially an industrial estate that has been largely abandoned for greener pastures and taken over by... Let's call them independent holdings, because I don't think they'd appreciate being called gangs. (laughs) You make it over to your workshop. How long has it been since Eamon was last here? Seven months. Seven months. All right. And did you have someone you left there running it, or is it just your space?
1: I reckon I got my old pal, my old pal, you know, my old pal. Does <laughs> um, your, your old pal, pal have whose a name, name my old... you
2: definitely remember?
1: Hey, yeah, uh, Jailman. Um, uh, I don't know. Jailman. J- Jailman. Jailman. That's, that's your name, <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> all right, Eamon, What's all this then? You being outside?
1: No, that's that's an awful vice. I would have kicked that thing out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, sorry, I'm just playing a merry jape on you. Here's my real... No, that's that's Jess's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Eamon, it's a pleasure to see you again. And what is this Some most fortuitous scrap I see? We'll be dining well when we get the haul from this.
1: No, 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 no. We need to fix this.
0: <laughs> I yeah. know what
1: you're like, but... This is important.
0: Look at some of this stuff. Most of it's tat, but... I mean, we've got essentially, you know, intact servos, some actual honest-to-god mods we could use here.
2: I want to shock him. I want to use whatever whatever autonomy I have left remaining in my mangled, shattered body to shock him if he touches me.
0: He is going to reach for your um, unerring pitch grip. And... Yeah, roll me a d12 to just see if, with your broken body, you can send the right impulse to shock him.
2: It's a nine.
0: Yeah, sure. It's not going to do any damage, but it's enough that it's a nasty jolt.
2: I'm Uh, not trying to hurt him. I'm just trying to scare him.
0: What did we name this character again? Jetson? No. Jailman. 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 You're
1: right.
0: yeah. uh, Jailman puts his hands up to his bald head because Jailman is bald now uh, and is wearing a very, very fancy waistcoat over a tattered remnant or over the, well he's wearing a fancy, fancy waistcoat and the rest of the suit is very, very tattered and worn but the waistcoat's Just in perfect on a, condition Jess, on a
2: scale of 1 to 10, how steampunk is this waistcoat?
0: Um, it's more philosophy lesbian than steampunk I can live with that yeah. Okay, right. I 100% take your meaning. Friend of yours?
1: Yeah, stop touching. That's what you get for touching.
0: But I want to touch. Look at all the shiny things. I want to touch the shiny things. Sit in your England. corner. <laughs> no,
1: I'll
0: get back in my <laughs> corner.
1: No, 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 no. Go over there. Do something useful.
0: Jailman goes and starts um, working on a very, very old robotic, like, regular traditional robotic bird that Jailman has been trying to fix ever since you first met him. And it is in the corner. That is the corner where the robot bird lives to be tinkered on.
1: Aww. Yeah. Sorry!
0: Um, Jailman says. (laughs) Alright, so the first thing I imagine you do is... The way I'm visualising this is you're propping sensibility up onto what is essentially an armour stand... An armor stand. Like just kind of propping sensibility up like a mannequin that's being supported by Like like the power suit rods. armor in Fallout. That was exactly what I was thinking oh. of, but that <laughs> I a nice to so. say.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay.
0: Um and what is sensibility doing at this point, whether internally or externally?
2: Well, externally, sensibility is being propped onto an armor stand, but internally uh, I don't know. I uh, do. I have like full conscious control of of my mental faculties.
0: You are, yeah, you are in full control of your faculties. It's just that when you try to move now, more often than not, it doesn't really work.
2: Okay. Um, I think internally, I'm looking around the workshop for anything that might uh, that might go well on my collage board of a body.
0: Okay. By far, the most high-tech, fancy-looking thing in here is Jailman's Robotic Bird. Oh, I want that. I want
2: that on me. I want that on my shoulder like a pirate.
0: It's It's inert and Lifeless, but it's clearly made of some very old technology back when the use of AI meant manufacturing could be not necessarily more advanced, but significantly different. It is made of white metal and each of the panels has a, what looks like a gold trim, forming kind of a mosaic effect. And it is a dove.
2: Jess. Yeah? How how big is it?
0: It's the size of a dove. Oh. Oh my god, we wanted to put Askew's body into it.
2: I was, I, it just crossed my mind, is all I'm saying.
0: We can do that. <laughs> it's not, like, that's an option. Essentially, dear listener, what this episode is, is the great rebuilding of Askew into a new body, and then we're going to start integrating some actual RPG stuff, like skills and mechanics. Um, If it is something that you would like, and that Eamon in character could convince Jailman to do, that is an option. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Eamon, you are looking at... Well, Askew, what is Eamon looking at? What does Askew look like right now?
2: Wait, you're asking me what Askew looks like? I am. Okay. Askew looks like a pile of garbage. Uh, he has lost a lot of his, like, human person shape, which was probably... I like, I don't know how, like, muscles and tendons work, because he was entirely mechanical, I think, uh, except for his biocore, um...
0: So... Traditionally, in most people in this world, they are enhanced, not replaced. But mm-hmm. there is no stigma around replacing biological, um, like biological body parts with mechanical body parts. That's not looked negatively upon.
2: Gotcha. It just okay, normally
0: so... means that you're getting it from a corp.
2: So ask you, ask you had like a couple of of uh, fleshy bits left, most notably like his his uh, throat and chest, probably. Uh, Which is good, because that's probably the only bit that's left intact. Okay. But aside from that, all of his limbs are mechanical, and they've probably mostly been shattered into a bunch of springs and sprockets by the fall. Uh, Yeah, it's just a mangled mess of a vaguely human-shaped thing.
0: Hearing this description and looking at sensibility, what is Eamon's first move?
1: I think the best place to start would be some kind of assessment. I don't know how that would work.
0: You have the basic diagnostic tools and advanced diagnostic skills necessary to work out what's going on here. The vast majority of these components are going to need to be replaced with things that you can scavenge.
1: Jeez, okay. I guess let's have a look over. Use my incredible intelligence. I'm joking. Use my intelligence to like determine what the best... The most damaged areas and... In... Where to start? The most
0: damaged area is... It's holistic damage. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, The most intact is the framing around the bio car, because that is designed to be by far the strongest part of the body. And the unerring pitch grip currently appears like it would still be functional. You're not going to need to build an entire new body, but it's pretty fucking close. Yeah. Okay. Um candle do you have a vision in mind for how sensibility is going to look when this process is done
2: well um vaguely i was kind of thinking we'd wing that one uh that's fine i'm gonna say farewell to the green spandex suit i loved it but i don't know if it's working for me as a character
0: that's 100 percent fine this is going to be kind of a behind the scenes episode just as much in terms of us talking about making a podcast and thinking of a Mm -hmm. character there's going to be several different levels of meta that we're working on here.
2: I think it might be fun to go the uh, the sort of Animorphs-Tobias angle and, and and take like a completely non-human perspective. Have you read Animorphs?
0: I haven't, but... Okay,
2: that was probably very confusing then.
0: Uh, no, I'm familiar that Tobias turned into a bird for too long and then his body in space got hit by like a spaceship so he couldn't turn back. Something like that. Oh, okay. God. Not
2: exactly. He... he the first part was right he turned into a bird for too long and couldn't turn back
1: mood
0: <laughs> let's let's just get this all out on the fucking table i had a direction for this this was going to be a, um, an episode of aemon going on some mild adventures accompanied by askew in some form looking for body parts are we putting askew into the robot bird because it's 100 just, <laughs> just improv but i'm fine with it
2: <laughs> i, I am like we kind of have to
0: Ben, are you okay
1: with that? Does that work for Jailman as a character? It's kind of our only lead right now. So Yeah. I'm just sure. saying
2: because like it came up and now it's sitting there as a possibility. And I kind of feel like if we don't take it, it's always going to be there as something we didn't do.
1: Yeah, and hey, it might go wrong. We, we don't know. I
0: need the <laughs> listeners to know that this wasn't the plan. I didn't think, uh, okay, so I'll introduce the junkyard with a character called jailman and a robot bird jailman and the robot bird were 100% you've heard literally everything about their planning <laughs> you've heard their um ideological conception and yeah it looks like askew is going to be going through some pretty fucking major changes all right let's roleplay this scene um jailman is sat in the corner He's been making a lot more progress recently. The bird is certainly still far from alive. Mostly because it looks like it was probably intended to be used with some kind of AI. Mm. And so the attempt to graft any kind of, well, simulated consciousness is a very, very touchy legal area. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, For now, I want to close the first half of this episode with a scene of Eamon and Askew. We'll say that, first of all, Eamon... Give me a d12 plus three to to represent your technical mastery. This is to try and fix one of Askew's voice boxes for now.
1: Nine.
0: Eh. All right, on a nine, it's going to work, but the speech is going to be stilted and difficult. I'm going to leave it up to Candle to interpret that. Okay. Let's... Jump into the scene as it is, as Asquith's voice box comes back on. Ow! Oh shit! Hey, what's got what's going on? Did you do it? Did you do it? Uh, I don't know. Is it fixed?
1: Hello. S- it seems to be oh. working. Oh my!
0: I thought I thought you'd just gone mad. I didn't think this was an actual person. I thought you'd just. I thought you'd been out there too long. I thought you'd just made a scrap doll. ...that shocked people. You're this... the
1: one... You're alive! Yes, this is... Okay. German... Hi. ...me to ask you. It, it's a privilege
0: and an honour... ...and I am... ...I need to know everything about... ...you! Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay, no. If you're actually... Pardon the term, but like... ...if your body is repairable then it, it will be an insult to science and to our craft, Damon, not to... not to fix this person.
1: That's what I was saying.
0: I thought... yeah, but I thought you'd gone wrong. You have no idea gone what rumours going
1: around about you. You're playing with a bird in a garage. Yes. That, that thing's never gonna come to life. Hey, you don't say
0: that. You know how long I've been working on this. I want it. You want... That's real fucking weird. You want what? The bird? The bird. I'm not feeding it the bird. Give him the bird. I'm not feeding him the bird. I'm not feeding them the bird. Well, I (laughs) hunt. Bird. Bird. (laughs) No, there's no life in this. There's no... The only thing that's been responding to it are core shards, and you know we get rid of them. I don't... I. It's just- What? Please-
2: Me. In. In? Bird.
1: In bird? I... Is oh. that even possible? Um, legally?
0: Ethically? Sensibly? Practically? No. But, well, Aemlin. If anyone can pull it off, it's gonna be you. And we'll take a break there. Hey folks, Jess here. I just wanted to take a sec to let you know that The Carving Bones, an epistolary horror series by our very own Candle, who plays Askew here on More Light Guidelines, has just finished its first act, so there has never been a better time to get caught up on the story of Benjamin Farrow, the Madigan estate, and all the mysteries that surround them. The Carving Bones is a really interesting horror series told through the medium of in-world emails, letters and journals. Candle is doing some really interesting, exciting things, and I cannot recommend checking it out strongly enough. You can find it at thecarvingbones.com. The Carving Bones, concerning a curse, a love and a hunger. Thanks for listening. And welcome back! Okay, Candle, you've had some time to think on it. On the direction, yes. on the choice that Ask You is about to make, which I will admit mm-hmm. is a significant one.
2: Oh, yes, we're doing this.
0: Okay, we're putting Ask You in a bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, if, if anyone can do it, it's you, Eamon. But this is meant to be impossible. Never mind how ridiculously illegal this is. But, well, maybe if we. The thing that this bird's been missing is some kind of generated consciousness and
1: Hmm. gentlemen we're we're going to keep talking over each other gentlemen listen 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 we've kind of broken enough laws already oh it's
0: been one of those
1: days it's been one of those (laughs) little adventures
0: fine I I'll activate the privacy functions And with that, um, Jailman walks over to your console, where you essentially control everything that you need to control around the junkyard. I imagine you've got some rudimentary sorting technology, all very um, high-tech, low brain power. But there is also the button there to activate your privacy functions, which is a polite way of saying your defences... What kind of (laughs) passive defences does your section of the Jetsam cauldron have?
1: I think some kind of shutter function. Some kind of visual blocking aid.
0: How about the windows are infused with an electro-sensitive carbon, so that when you apply current to them, they turn black and hard as diamond?
1: That is exactly what I was thinking.
0: Yes. Carbon <laughs>
1: infused fur. <forever. laughs> no, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm happy to give you this as part of your feature being your base. Um. Okay, he presses the button and with a soft whir, a lot more electrical lights come on. I assume you're inside some kind of actual workshop space right now and not
1: outside on the pits. I imagine it being like inside a garage. It's a bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, the... um the door closes behind you with a much more solid foot than normal, and the windows go black as more artificial lights spring on to compensate. Okay? And that is, um, yeah. Jailman says, Okay, if we're doing this, we're doing this, but please, please, these are... I'm sorry to just call you a machine. I know you're... No. you's body, and... This dove are two of the most interesting and beautiful things that we've ever seen in this workshop. I believe they might be utterly unique, at least now. Ha! 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 If we're doing this, we need to do it right. How do we get Askew's biocore into this dove? And I'm going to open it up to suggestions there. On how you're actually going to go about doing this.
2: I, I'm not going to lie, I was just kind of imagining that uh, you would shove it either up or down the bird.
0: <laughs> that is the other option. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how. Basically, any of these options work. Eamon can find a way to distribute the core throughout the bird while still keeping it in some way intact. But Askew would be a lot more fragile that way. Or you can try and find a way to essentially implant the whole core into the bird. Both of these are difficult. The latter option results in Askew's bio being much safer. But potentially having less direct expert control over the bird. So not able to use the body quite as well. Because it's not what Askew's used to. And it's not what the bio is formatted for. Still possible though.
2: Uh, Askew would be inclined to keep his biocore intact, just because that's how he survived his multitudes of disasters in the past.
0: True. Askew gets through bodies like I get through digestive biscuits. Right. (laughs) Ben, what is Eamon's reaction here on how to proceed?
1: Well, my instinctive feeling is... Well, what would severing the housing do and then implanting that and trying to, like, reroute it to whatever kind of mechanics this bird has? W- would that be disastrous?
0: Um, that sounds like it's what Candle is leaning
1: towards. So should we go with that mm. route? Yeah, the whole egg. I don't know. And, like, the whole yeah. bio-core. <laughs> the whole egg. We keep... I
2: mean, we haven't, we haven't really uh, covered before, like, the size of bio how big they are or whether they vary in size. But I imagine... Um, if... uh, no, I've, that's, I've, I've been
0: imagining them the size of, like, a human fist.
2: Right, okay. But for for a dove, I think it would have to be smaller, or at least more condensed.
0: Okay, I'll give you an option that's kind of halfway between. If Eamon can find the parts needed and seriously pull off a feat of engineering, you reckon you could remove Askew's core from Askew's current body Hmm. and essentially... Because they're made of separate shards held together, expand it and put it around the bird if you build the right slots into it. Like a collar? It would, it would look more like the bird was wearing armor.
1: Like a roll cage? Um,
0: I was imagining it more like, um, like a dozen brass CPUs plated onto a bird and all still connected with the biocore's internal
1: shielding. Oh, damn. If it's shielded? Yeah. What do you reckon, Candle? Does that
2: mean that the bird would become much more difficult to hit in that case?
0: Um, This would be a middle ground between Askew's current body and breaking down the bio-car.
2: Right. And if, if, if for some reason the bird was rendered uninhabitable, would it still be within the realm of possibility to transfer Askew's core?
0: Mechanically... The same things for Ask You to die would still have to happen.
2: Right, okay. Ask
0: You will still be taken out of fights much easier in a bird body, mm-hmm. but that wouldn't be necessarily be a permanent death.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, as far as uh, party mechanics go, Ask You's going to be playing more of a distraction role. Anyway, more of a
0: bastard role.
2: Yeah, that's the one.
0: The other catch is, of course, that this body won't be able to use any of your current mods, and any future mods would need heavily altering by Eamon or someone else with access to the right tools.
2: Whatever, yeah, yeah, I know, I understand.
0: Okay, Um, we will time-lapse this process, but first, Candle, if you can remove all of Askew's current mods and start a new heading on your character sheet, labelled Mantle...
2: Labeled what? Mantle. Mantle.
0: Mantles. None of you have ever seen a mantle before. A mantle is an experimental mod not currently cleared for use by the public and typically extremely powerful but with drawbacks. We are going to be treating Askew's bird form as a mantle what this mantle does is it gives you the form of a small dove with its power of flight, but it reduces the hits you can take to three and your armor to zero. Okay. All right. All right. I'm on board. All right, let's jump in about part way through as Jailman and Eamon are currently modifying the bird with Askew watching and Jailman quietly says to Eamon, are you... Look, I've trusted you before, and I've trusted you this far, and I am going to continue to trust you. You're the boss, that's what I do. But. Are you sure you can pull this off? Uh, not quite. Are you sure that Ask you is going to be. right. after this?
1: Not exactly, but if I don't try. <laughs> I, I. was Ask you ever right? No. But I mean, if I don't try, then. Okay. I can't just give up, you know? I understand, I understand,
0: I know, I've been... Well, you stopped me giving up, and I'll stop you giving up if it comes to it. Uh, That is true, that
1: is a thing that I remember.
0: Yeah, like that dramatic event with the raiders.
1: I can't believe you pulled through.
0: I can't believe it either, and I wouldn't have if not for you and Lex. Um, How far we've come. (laughs) How far we've come from a small scrap scrap heap to a slightly bigger scrap heap. But, ask you... Uh... And um gentleman is speaking louder now, so you can clearly hear.
2: Yeah.
0: Are you sure you don't want us to just... Why this body? Why not a regular humanoid, two legs, two arms, if you want them? We can do that. We can do that easily without even, you know, potentially getting ourselves all executed if anyone finds out about this. Why this body?
2: Been there, done that.
0: I understand. Okay. And with that, Jailman implants the last of the parts into the dove and turns to ask you, right, well, it's it's time. We're going to need to pop you out of there and see if we can... Well, Eamon, you know as well as I do, this process is only really going to work if it's... Well, it is voluntary, but if it's what you're certain you want to do, we need to make sure that there's no risk of you rejecting this body, because this is a weird fucking body, and that's even compared (laughs) to the one that I'm standing next to right now.
1: Yeah, this might feel a little strange. Okay. Do it. You ready?
2: Yes.
0: I'm going to say that the device Eamon has built for this. Uh, Ben, do you have a preference for how this device looks?
1: No, is it mechanical? Like a yeah. tool? Like a... It's a tool for removing
0: a biocar.
1: Um if you want, I can just go with how I was visualizing it. I was thinking like like some kind of You know like in Fallout? Obviously you can't say that. You know like in Fallout? No, we can, like we can say Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. Oh fantastic. And it's a like big tube and it's like I was thinking like this like gold light coming out the end and it like attaches on and then somehow there's a big suck. And then uh, it goes and then steam comes out and then it latches on and then it goes... Proom. Okay. I'll be a bit more of a dramatic noise, not just a... Proom. I am going to make you roll for this. Oh, this is a lot. Uh... Uh,
0: there are going to be consequences of this roll. And first of all, I need Candle's confirmation of whether Askew is completely lowering their core shielding to the minimum.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he is.
0: Okay, tell you what, Candle, you give me a roll for that. Um, nor pluses, nor minuses, just a straight D twelve. Beat, beat six. I got a three. Okay, Eamon, give me a roll yeah. for uh, with plus t- plus three. We said because of your expertise. Okay, there we go. Uh,
1: <laughs> wait, I did it wrong. Did I do it wrong? I can't yeah. see it. What in a four? It's,
2: it's, it's in the forty twenty.
0: Oh, I've got that muted because that's just for rolling 40-20 and seeing if you can get a 69. It's our fun little game. That's where we've been rolling. Oh, I've just been trusting you. <laughs> okay, uh, that was a 10. So we've got a 3 on Askew chilling the fuck out, but a 10 on Eamon removing the car. So we will say for a moment there is a surge of resistance as just acting out of an unsuppressed instinct. Askew's shielding flares up to maximum because Askew's a traumatized little darling who needs my love and protection.
1: Oh
2: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Uh, And in doing so, there will be a jolt of electricity which will render this tool permanently useless afterwards uh, and it is expensive to replace. And we'll also send a jolt of electricity dealing one damage to Eamon.
2: Oh no, Eamon, I'm so
0: sorry. (laughs) If you can mark that on your sheet. And Askew's body. The eyes go dead first and the rest of it twitches emptily like a marionette with the strings being cut. Uh, One by one, each of the limbs droops even further. You thought the body was totally relaxed, but no. When Askew leaves that body, you can see it go limp in a way that is
2: Jesus you've never seen it
0: before. And you are now holding Askew's bio car. What is essentially Askew's digital, spiritual car. I bet I'm not dropping. Okay. (laughs) Now is where I would let you use the platinum duck. The okay. Platinum Duck is a mod that hasn't come into play yet, but it essentially allows a. was the Titanium and... Duck? Sorry, it is the Titanium Duck. I don't have your character sheets open. The Titanium Duck is. <laughs> well, um, Ben, do you remember what we said it looked like? Because I sure don't. I think it
1: literally is a duck on my wrist, like a rubber duck.
2: No, you said it was a, a wristband with the a imprint—a steel wristband with the imprint of a duck.
1: Ah. Uh... God, the continuation. No, yeah. it's both. Yeah. It can
0: be both. You attach the metal duck to the device you try to communicate with, and then the wristband lets you communicate with it. Okay? Yeah, sure. If you're happy with that, then Eamon has been wearing a titanium duck on their wrist this entire time as well. Yes. <laughs> but that's your decision, yeah. Ben. I'm very happy with that. Okay, you put the titanium duck. Near but not quite on Askew's bio core, but within its outer shields, and yeah, you feel a sharp jolt in your wrist as it comes to life. Um, Askew can use this to communicate as much as they could with their previous body while you prepare to graft it the bio core onto a robot dove.
2: So I wonder I wonder if at this point it would become clear to Eamon, who is, you know, technically savvy, that if Askew can only communicate now in his biocore form only as much as he could in his previous body, that his speech difficulties did not have anything to do with his body.
0: That is right. This is the first confirmation that Eamon has come across that this wasn't just Askew's malfunctioning body. What does you say?
2: Hello.
1: You also hear
0: (laughs) Hello Hello
1: What is that? Something sounds broken
0: Hi there I'm Zap Zap? And then it goes quiet again What the fuck? Candle don't worry I'm not sabotaging your character
2: I know I know I trust you Cool I trust you I'm actually excited
0: Alright um, you prepare to mount the biocore onto this bird. The way I'm visualising it is the biocore is essentially hollow, but made of these glowing bits of brass. Well, the outline of each of these bits is bra- bits of brass is going, and the plan is basically to, while keeping it together, have you weaken the shield so much that it can be kind of stretched and put over the dove, and then each of the places falls back onto one of the slots that Eamon has planted on it. Is that alright?
2: Yeah, so it's essentially like uh, I'm, inf- I'm infusing the Dove with my core.
0: Yes, you're wrapping around it. Right, yeah. Okay, that's the reason that you're still going to have three hit points, is the fact that you're using your Biocore's internal shielding to protect the Dove body. Right. And again, we're scrapping hit points eventually. Alright, in that case, Jailman... Looks at you, Raymond, and says If you want to back out, now's the time. What we're about to do well
1: you know I don't think we can turn back now. Alright. Let's get to work. Um
0: together, actually. What are you and Jailman doing to help sensibility relax as much as possible to
1: help lower these shields. You got a favourite genre of music?
2: (laughs) Okay, there's a long, long, long pause. Uh, And then... Renaissance
0: punk. Classic. Jailman says, (laughs) okay, we might not have any Renaissance punk, but I'm, yeah... I'm a pretty dab hand on the percussion, if I help you relax.
2: There's another long pause. Sing, you fool.
0: Okay. And I'm not going <laughs> to sing, but very, very what? softly.
2: No. <laughs> it was worth a shot.
0: Jailman begins to sing very, very old, very, very sad blues number. As much to himself as to you. To steady his nerves as he goes about this truly great work. And he begins to sing to himself. He sings about... A space underneath a pub where he used to relax. He sings about the people he met there. He sings about how they headed out into the world to try and make a name for themselves. And he sings about how they succeeded. He sings about how eventually success will always draw attention. And he sings about how that attention cost him everything until one day he met a friend. And that friend became a boss and that boss became a lifeline. And as Jailman sings, they gradually manage to expand... Askew's core, as the shields gently lower to just the absolute minimum functional capability. Like a suit of power armor, the bio expands and is placed over the over the dove and slowly shrinks into place, each of the different multitude of fragments slotting exactly onto the parts that Eamon and Jailman painstakingly crafted. No. And right before the bird perks up its head right before its eyes light up. You hear one last phrase from the titanium duck as it moves out of range of Askew's bio-core. And it says, Hello, I'm humanity's ever-watchful servant and protector, but you can call me Sap." And as Askew's new body shakes itself to attention. I will let Candle give us the closing imagery for this episode.
2: All right. Uh, so the the bird, um, Askew, in bird form, uh, straightens up and uh, tip-taps its legs a little bit as it sort of um, figures out where, as he figures out where he is and what things feel like now um and then he looks up uh and i imagine the eyes are did you did you mention what the eyes look like no
0: i just said they lit up
2: yeah they're they're like little um they're faceted almost
0: oh that's like beautiful general. yeah
2: they're, they're it, i mean you said it was a very sort of artisanal kind of craft
0: this bird was a labor of love entirely its form we said it's white metal with gold gilding around the edges. And now it's got these brass plates glowing with a gentle blue light. It's mm-hmm. a true work of art in a world where art for its own sake is largely lost.
2: So it turns to uh, it turns to Eamon and Jailman, opens its beak and says... Hark thee, Siraz.
0: And we'll end the episode there. All right. Thank you so, so much for joining us for this, the final interlude episode. We'll have the entire cast back next for the next one. We'll be making some mechanical changes. Well, with any luck, I hope we'll be reuniting these poor lost souls, but I don't know how it's going to go any better than you do. But sincerely... (laughs) For our first arc, for this interlude arc, for all of the brilliant, brilliant guest episodes that you have been listening to and you've stuck with us for. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.